Welcome to the teaching and preaching ministry of Oasis Family Church. We trust this message will minister to you. For more information, visit our website on oasisfamilychurch.online. Thank you, Jesus. Can we just pray just for a minute or two? If you can stand in this place, we just want to Oh, Shalamande, Shalamande, Shandia Satamahai. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Oh, we worship you this morning, O oh God. Eramania Sandaramashi and Arabasa Eramakaria Sondaramashi and Eraman. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. The Lord is good and worthy to be praised. Amen. Oh, Mashande Bahai. Oh, Mashande Mahai. Before we sit down, ah. Uh, you know, you eat for the journey is long. Dig deep into the word and prepare yourself for what God wants to do through you. Amen. I just felt that for you. Amen. And I know I prayed for you, Brother Moya, on Friday, but I just want you to come to the front so I can just pray for you one more time. And I just want the church to just help me and stretch forth your hands towards him. For the Lord wants to do something amazing in his life, and we just want to release the fresh presence of the Lord in his life. So, Father, we thank you. <laughs> walk into your season. Step out of the old and walk into your season. <laughs> Step into your season. Step into your season. Shalabariya <laughs> Father, we just release your presence upon his life. And we thank you for the season that he is stepping into. In Jesus' mighty name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. My Arumeda, I just want to pray for you as well. Shakure Thank you, Father. Ha, Shiramai. Yakuramai, Shindia Sonda Mahai. Oh, ha, Oh, Pariande Shandia Roshandayandia. Oh, Shanda Ramakiandia Sonda Riandia Sang. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, Karanda Nandia, Sonda, Mayanda Nandai. Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Ah, oh, Shikaramunde, Shendia Sai. <laughs> yeah, just receive, just receive what the Lord is releasing into your life in this season. Just receive, just receive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Shandiaro, Shandiaro, Dandandiade. Ah, Shikaramandia son Darabade. Ah, Sharamandia Sander Masha. Ah, oh, in this season of stretching, may the Lord make a way for you. May the Lord make a way for you where there seems to be no way. Oh, Shalamandia Sanda Ramashianda Maha. May the Lord minister to you as He releases the new. Thank you, Father, for what you are doing in your life, O oh God. Thank you, God. I release that in Jesus' name. Oh, Maria Devoshianda Maha. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. 
Yeah, the, the gentleman in white there, if you could come to the front. Yeah, can you bring them to the front, please? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Father, I thank you for the things you want to do in his life. I thank you that every hindrance is removed today in Jesus' name. Oh. Father, just speak a freshness, a newness in his life, oh God. A beginning of a new chapter in Jesus' mighty name. I thank you, I thank you that the past is gone, behold, the new has come. I thank you for the plans and purposes that you have for him. And that the enemy has tried to pull him back, but Father, ha ha ha. You are going to strengthen him. For behold, there is an open door before him, and no one can hinder it. So I just release that into your life. In Jesus' name, I pray. Amen. Shalamate. Amen, church. You can take your seats. Amen. In the presence of the Lord. Oh. <laughs> Amen. The rains are here. Amen. <laughs> there was something about the announcement for heaven come that just... You know, when these things happen, me, I jump in to the future and I start bringing things to the now. Amen. I get over excited. I, I want to see what's going to happen. I, I, I'm curious. I get curious. What is going to happen, Lord? Amen. Fundisi, thank you, Bishop. Thank you for this opportunity. Um, the mic I'm holding, I'm not worthy. I don't know. I'm supposed to get another one, but uh, I've been given by the Bishop. So media team, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Last time, Fundisi, when you're not there, they gave me a different mic. And they said, this one is not for you. And I said, it's okay. But this one was handed to me. Amen. I had no choice. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. Uh, worship team, you can take your seats. I think, Paul, you can remain on the keys. Um, short one. I think that anointing is being called forth for today. Amen. I'll try my best. Hallelujah. And let's see what the Lord wants to do. Amen. If you may, please open your Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter number 43, 18 to 19. Isaiah, chapter number 43, 18 to 19. And I will read it from the NIV. And it says, forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in wastelands. I really sense that the Lord is doing something in people's lives and that God wants to take you from where you are and place you into a new place. I sense that God is taking people that have been in a certain place for a long time and he's taking them into a new place. So there is that relocation that is taking place in the spirit realm and for some it will manifest in the natural realm. Amen. It's taking place in the spirit realm and for some it will take place in the natural realm. As I was praying for Brother Munyon Friday and he was just telling me that he feels the Lord wants him to be in this place. That's when I just felt that as well, that there are people that are being shifted into a new place. For this season, there's a place that God wants you to be and is going to take you and shift you into a new place. Hallelujah. And, and, and I get excited about this because I know when God releases his word, he means exactly what he says. And sometimes it's difficult to receive such a word because you do not know where to start. You do not know where you are going to end up being. But the Lord is going to equip us today with things that have 
there are things that have limited us that he wants to remove. The pastor has declared that we are now in a season of stretching. We are now in a season of increase in capacity. Now what happens is when the Lord releases a word like this one, where he says he's making a way in the wilderness, it's easy to say amen, but it's difficult for you to understand what that really means. How can the Lord make a way in the wilderness? And you begin to see something interesting because your mind begins to translate what that means according to how you have made your mind up. It begins to unfold according to your mindset. It unfolds according to your revelation. What is your revelation? You cannot grow beyond your revelation. I was laughing because when I heard of this, it, it really makes sense when you're in business because your business cannot grow beyond your vision. If you cannot see it, you cannot go beyond that vision. Your marriage cannot grow beyond your vision. As long as you see your wife in a certain way, I'm telling you it's going to be different for you to think differently. As long as you think of your children in a certain way, it's going to be difficult for them to grow and become something different. We laughed with my wife when we were at the passport office because this lady was shouting at a, I think that girl was less than one year old. I think so, maybe one, one and a half, maybe. But the way she was shouting at that child, you know? And I thought to myself, what has this child done? But already I can see the mother has a way that she thinks about this child. I don't know what's wrong with fathers, but there's something that we have <laughs> imputing on the children. <laughs> but the mother was angry at this child, and she was declaring things to this child. And she doesn't understand what she's doing, but the child cannot grow beyond what she's setting for that child. If you think of your wife in a certain way, she cannot become anything different to you. She will manifest your thoughts. You, you create an environment that begins to make that fruitful. It's heavy truth, but we have to talk about it. Amen. If you think that your wife is not good enough, it's going to manifest that she's not good enough. So you create an environment, unconsciously you do it, but it creates an environment where your wife cannot prosper and cannot make you happy in that environment. Of course, gents, it works vice versa as well, because I can see the way you're looking at me. It also works the other way around. Hallelujah. <laughs> if your wife thinks of you in a certain way, you manifest the environment and the climate that she's creating for you. And today we want to learn how to stretch forth, how to increase our capacity. If you can, I want you to Go to First Chronicles 4, verse 19. First Chronicles 4, verse 19. The theme, of course, it's expansion. But we are talking about the renewed mind as we are talking about expansion. We are talking about the renewed mind. I'm doubting I gave you the right scripture there, but if you know where the scripture of Jabez is, let's jump to there. All right, so it's First Chronicles 4. All right, verse 9, there we go. Jabez cried out to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm, so that I'll be free from pain. And God granted him this request. Romans 12, 2. Under the same theme of the renewed mind, let's just read the scriptures and then we begin to talk. Romans 12, verse 2. Very popular scripture. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is is good, pleasing, and perfect will. Glory be to God. Amen. 
So even as we talk about this, there are what we call restrictions. The bishop shared with us a scripture where the man of God is saying, there is an open door before me, but there are many adversaries. Amen. We're just going to look quickly at a few adversaries that can cause you not to walk into your territory. Amen. The first one that we are going to look at is culture, religion, or traditions, or the way that you were brought up. I think when we're doing Journey to Wholeness, we touched a bit on some of these things. Culture, religion, and the way that you were brought up. I'll read some scriptures that can help you to understand what we are talking about. John 4.20. John 4.20. It says, Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you Jews claim that the place where we worship is in Jerusalem. She was talking about religion, our ancestors. This is where they believe we should worship. And you guys, you believe that this is the place where you worship. One of the things that limits a Christian is religion. Sometimes you have a good religion, but sometimes you have revelation that you misinterpreted and then it's now causing you not to walk into your destiny. If you come from a background where women are not allowed to preach, I think you understand what I'm talking about. No matter what you do, you always feel there is no place for women in the church. Some, I know men are, are some who do this, where they say the presence of God and experiencing God encounters is for the women. Us men, we don't do that. We don't fall under the power. So when the Spirit is moving, men stand strong and they resist the Spirit of God. Amen. What is happening in your mind, there is something that you believed. Whether you were taught or you taught yourself, it hinders you from walking into your destiny. Now the Lord will come and say, I'm making a new way for you in the wilderness. And the first thing that jumps forth is what you believe. Your core beliefs that have come from culture and religion, they hinder you from moving forward. Amen. The Lord will come and say, I'm doing a new thing but you will hinder that. Numbers 20, verse 8. If we can go to Numbers 20, verse 8 to 11. Then Moses <coughs> raised his arm and struck the rock twice with his staff, and water gushed out. And the community and their livestock drank. If you know this story, the Lord comes to Moses. And he introduces a new thing that he wanted him to do. And he says, Moses, I want you to speak to the rock. I want you to speak to it in front of the children of Israel. And I want you to command it to bring water. But Moses was used to the traditional way of striking the rock. When the Lord came with a new wave of revival... The first thing that jumped up to Moses was that he, I cannot do this. He decided instead to do what he was used to doing, and he struck the rock. Now, one of the things that happened is that the water will come out, and you think you have done well, but you have not followed the instruction of the Lord. Whenever the Lord comes and is stretching you, usually he challenges certain revelation. There's a certain way that he comes that challenges old ways of thinking as he introduces the new. Whether to continue into the old or to walk into the new. Moses decided, I will not walk into the old. I will, I will not walk into the new. I'll continue in the old. So he remained in the old. And we have declared that we are in a season of open doors. But how many of you know that after Moses did this, the Lord declared that you will not walk into the promised land? That became a hindrance for him to walk into the promised land. What is it that you believe? I know this one is a hindrance for a lot of people because some have come from other churches to come and join us here. And they struggle a little bit because we are holding on to the old when the Lord is doing the new. There was a time we went for evangelism and we were doing street medicine one-on-one. -on -one. And as we were ministering with someone who had an old way of doing evangelism, and they saw us doing what we call here power evangelism, where we walk in the supernatural, 
and we allow God to do what he wants to do. But this fellow was used to people gathering first. And then he, he goes on a platform and then he preaches. He preached for an hour. Whilst we were walking around, we managed to get some people saved and people got healed. People received prophetic words and he was still talking and preaching. By the time we came back, he was still talking and preaching. And at last, after an hour, and the crowd was tired, and the crowd was weary. It was a crowd of four. He then finally said, who amongst you would want to receive Jesus? And one person got born again. When the Lord is doing a new thing, jump in. Hallelujah. If you remain stuck in the old, you will toil for an hour where a prophetic word can open a heart. You will toil for two hours, but when the Lord is doing something, he releases the new. So in this season, we are being stretched forth. And your mind is going to be stretched forth because you have to actually believe in the new. On Tuesday, when we were doing our OSSM, I was reminded of something which I had forgotten. And I thank the Lord for Oasis School of Supernatural Ministry. Amen. As the testimonies were coming out, and Bill Johnson was giving testimonies, and he mentioned something that just struck a chord about how God can give you solutions through supernatural means. That triggered something in me because I had forgotten that God does that. God can bring creativity in you. And I'm glad the, the creatives are meeting after the service. God can meet you in a place of creativity and give you solutions for things that are broken. And as I was there, I just remembered, I said, Lord, yes, you used to do that with me. You'd give me dreams. I want to contend for that. Where God speaks to you about solutions to problems. There were testimonies about miracles, signs and wonders happening, healings taking place. Let me tell you something. If you do not know that God heals, there's no way you can contend for it. If the doctrine that you stand on does not talk about healing, there is no way that you're going to stand on healing. It's not possible. That's why God cannot do anything beyond your revelation. Your revelation is what paves the way for God to move in your life. So as the Lord is stretching us forth, he is bringing revelation into your hearts. He is revealing places that you have never dreamt of. And once you see that place, you can contend for it. If you cannot see it, there is no way that you can contend for it. But once you see it, you're going to say, Lord, I want that. And those are some of the things that will happen during OSSF. You're just coming in an environment where hunger is stirred. Maybe you thought in your Christian walk you've reached the highest stage. And then you come into such an environment and you hear something new and something unique. And you say, Lord, I want that for myself. The reason why Christians are stuck sometimes in the old is because we, at some point we stop contending for the new. I like mom's testimony because that one, I can relate to that. As she was saying, the books that Bishop was reading, she thought she was losing it. She said, these books, you do you, I do me. Because at some point you're going to meet something new that challenges your current status. And it's going to be up to you to decide whether you want to jump into the new or stay in the old. You're going to reach into a revelation that is new and unique. He will say, you can heal the sick. But after we say that, I want you to think about it. After you heard that revelation, what were the first things that came to your mind? Say, ah, no, this is not brother corny, you know, they, they walk in healing, hallelujah. This is not for me. What are the first things that come into your mind? No, in Rugwenda Church, so that I can just belong to a fellowship. Pray healing is, I don't know where this is going. They're getting strange. They're becoming strange. Say, prophecies, what's this all about? The prophesying is for prophets, isn't it? What are they talking about? You will meet revelation that challenges your religion. You will meet revelation that challenges the old as it ushers in the new. If we are going to walk into the new, there's going to be a stretching that's going to take forth. You hear a word that says you can walk in the supernatural, you need to say yes. 
how you're going to do it, we don't know. Just say yes. Amen. And as you say yes, the Lord takes you through a journey of stretching. I remember the first time I heard of this revelation of praying for the sick. I, I, I was okay with just sharing a word to someone, just preaching to someone and salvations and all that. But there came a time when the revelation of praying for the sick came and I argued in my mind and I said, no, this is not for everyone. There are some who should do this, but not me. But the conviction of the Lord was so strong I remember I would just be sitting at home and the Lord would just touch me and I would just go into the park and start praying for random people. Did all of them get healed? No. But there was a conviction that said, this is what the Lord is doing. I'm going to be part of it. Something has to break in you. Some old ways of thinking. And today I'm praying that something is broken and you enter into the new. Old ways of thinking have to die today. Break into the new. Break forth into the new. Amen. In Acts 15 verse 1, they came those that believed in the circumcision. And these were believers. As I read the word some 10 years back, I used to think those were just Jews giving problems to the new believers. I figured out those were actually believers who were Jews but they were holding on to old customs. The Lord was moving in a new way, but they held on to circumcision. So they were now called those of the circumcision. So wherever they would go, they would preach circumcision and not preach Christ. They were holding on to the traditions. So when the word came and it was for the Gentiles, they went to the Gentiles and said, they must be circumcised. But the Lord had moved from that. He was no longer doing circumcision. The Lord was now talking to the heart and saying, your heart is the one that needs to be circumcised. That revelation of circumcision was good at a particular season, but where they had come, it was not relevant. It was not relevant. And the new comes and they wanted to sit on the old, but it has no precedence. I like what the bishop says. He says, Lord said that he's doing something new, not the next thing. Because the next thing always falls on top of the previous thing. The new has no precedence. It just comes and it sets a new precedence. So they are sitting there and they are in contention with Paul and Peter and saying, no, they must be circumcised. And they are missing something that the Lord is doing. What religion has, have you believed that stopping you from entering into the new? We can walk together, family, for two years in this church, and you are resisting the new. And you just say, well, it's a nice church, there's good fellowship. It's a nice church, yes, but there's something that we are doing here. It's the new. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you. If it means you start by praying at home for each other, do it. Lay hands when someone gets sick. Start somewhere. Activate the things we are doing here at home. If it means giving yourself a prophetic word, give it and judge and say that was a bad word. But start somewhere. Amen. Because in the new, you have to activate. Otherwise, if you remain seated there, you are not going anywhere. And you will never get to find out what God could have done through you. You watch as others proceed and you say, I wish I had. But I want to challenge you as we go into this new season. Jump in. The Lord is doing a new thing. Amen. Now I know it's always easy to blame the devil. Yes, it does hinder our progress. It is true. So we're going to talk about it for a little bit because we don't want to overexalt him. He was defeated. But there are times when the enemy can hinder you. Amen. During life group, I think we shared this scripture from Judges 6.11. I know we talk about life groups here and you listen and you don't do anything about it. That's what we are talking about here. Come on, guys. You need to be part of a life group. Amen. Jump into what the Lord is doing. We are having a great time during our life groups. So Judges 6.11, it talks about Gideon threshing wheat in a wine press. 
it's talking about a place of limitation. And that's what we begin to talk about in our life groups, that the enemy can put you in a place of limitation. The enemy can confine you. He can confine your business. He can confine your ministry. He can confine you from moving into your next season and keep you in a season for a very long time. And I think we have explained this in this place that the wine press is not for threshing wheat. Amen. But what was happening in those days is that whenever they would get a harvest, the enemy would come and take their harvest from them. And I know there are people like that who say, I make money, but I don't know where the money goes. Because the enemy will wait for you at month end. You receive your salary and he takes it from you. You are in a confined place. The enemy can confine your marriage into shouting and complaining for 10 years. He can do that. Each time you get home, don't watch the cricket. It's just, a fight begins. <laughs> a fight begins. <laughs> so he can confine you into a place where all you can think of now is battle mode. And you can't think of anything outside that. And you won't notice it until you stop and say, why am I saying the things that I'm saying? Do I really mean that? So that's what the enemy can do. He can confine you in a fixed place. And it's a terrible place to be because you can never grow beyond a certain stage because whatever money you make, the enemy comes to take it. If you start fasting and praying, you make progress in the spirit realm and the enemy comes to take the harvest. And that's what happens when you're in a confined place. But today, you're receiving your deliverance. Amen. External circumstances can hinder you from walking into the new. How do they do that? Romans 4.19. I'll just paraphrase that. It speaks of Abraham, how he did not consider his body, which was now 100 years old or Sarah's womb, which was as good as dead. If you look at your external environment, it can hinder you from walking into what God is doing. The external environment always speaks louder at times than what God is doing. And you want to break forth, but you look outside and you see the external environment. And you wonder, how do I break forth? When we talk about the external environment, we can talk about 2 Kings 4.13. It speaks of the Shunammite woman. It says the man of God asked her, what do you want to be done for you? When you look at the external environment, it begins to determine the things you pray for. Because she was old, her and their husband, there was no way she was going to tell the man of God that I want a child. When you consider the external environment, you stop praying certain things and you hinder yourself from walking into the new or into the open door. Each time people don't have money, it's easy for them to stop praying for money because they get frustrated because they are looking at the external environment. It's hard for someone to pray for their marriage, especially when it's not going well. Because in your mind you're thinking, Shafa. Whereas the Lord is saying, don't look at the external, look into the spirit. Second Kings 6, 14 to 7. The servant was scared and he said, what are we going to do, men of God, seeing that we are surrounded by the armies? And the servant of the Lord, the, the prophet Elijah said, Lord, open his eyes that he may see that there are more who are for us than those who are against us. The external environment will make you walk in fear. I always say this, that fear is seeing the future through the devil's eyes. Fear is looking into the future without the presence of God. Fear is when you look at a situation and you remove the God factor and you are trying to figure out how is this going to end up. 
That's what fear is. Because it always looks dark. But when God is doing something in you, he says, look up. There are more that are for us than those that are against us. I'll skip some things because of our time and I'll quickly get to the last thing. Just two things. Trust. We spoke about this on Friday. It says some trust in chariots and some trust in horses. Chariots are what we call man-made ideas and ideologies. When you're applying for a job, a chariot is, who do I know in that company that can open my door? When the Lord says this year you're going to build, a chariot is, but I don't have money. A chariot is a trust system that is based on the man-made things, on the muscle of man. People were afraid of Egypt. Why? Because it had chariots. People were afraid of Egypt because they had many horses. And the Lord was intentional to give Israel victories over nations that had everything figured out. Because the trust should not be in the things that we see. But our trust should be in the Lord. So what do you trust in? Do you have an unhealthy soul tie with money? So I want to share something funny which happened recently. January salaries had come in and we decided with my wife that we need to give a thanksgiving offering. And in my heart, the devil came and he was talking of dollars, like $10, dollar, $5, and I quickly identified that I no longer have the mind of Christ in this moment. My heart is holding on to money. It's finding it hard to give. Why? What's going on? And I said to my wife, you pick the number that we will give. Because my mind is not, and my heart is not in the right place. So the first amount she said, I said, yes, let's do that. Why is that necessary? Because sometimes the heart holds on to wrong things. You start thinking, if I give, I, I won't have enough. If I give, it won't be enough for what I want to do. Hey. The things you want to do will be empowered by God. They will not be empowered by the money that you are getting. So you need to figure that out right now. Otherwise, you're going to be hindered in your journey with God. If you have set your mind to build a house, don't become selfish along the way. You heard the testimony which was shared earlier on. Because it's not the holding back that makes you grow richer. And I was reminded of that because my trust was now in money. And I was rebuked by the Spirit of the Lord. And I said, my wife, you pick a number, whatever you choose, we'll give it as an offering. So what you trust in hinders your progress. Because essentially what you are saying is that you can only accomplish what your resources can accomplish. That means if you are earning $100 and you want to build a $100,000 house, you do the maths. How long will that take you? But when the Lord is doing a work in you, it doesn't matter how much you have. It, it, it's not relevant for what God wants to do. So stop looking at what you have and start looking at God. He is the one that makes things happen. Amen. The greatest hindrance, we can talk about all these things, but the greatest hindrance to our progress and to our growth and to the increase in capacity is always you. It always comes down to you. There's a song, You can become the witch of your life and you can hinder your own growth and your progress. The human being is so fascinating because you can have misconceptions you can have ideas that can hinder you from walking into the new. 
the human being is interesting because you can pray for something that you don't really believe you can have. You can actually be the hindrance to your progress. And there are some misconceptions that we'll need to deal with. That's why we spoke of pulling down imaginations and thoughts that exhaust themselves above the word of the Lord. They need to come down. Amen. Proverbs 23, 7, For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. My God. For as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. I shared this earlier and I just want to repeat that as we come to a close. Let me just share this before we go there. Goodness. The children of Israel. Exodus 13, 9. Um, Exodus 14, 11. Exodus 17, 3. I'll just paraphrase that whole section because there's a lot to talk about there. The children of Israel would always come to a place where they say, Why didn't you leave us in Egypt? It was better than where we are now. Let me tell you, we cannot take you anywhere if you are held to your past. For some time I used to pray and say, Lord, take me back to that place where I used to be this passionate and this passionate. But what I forget is that place has led me to where I am now and I need to go higher. We are not going back. As long as Egypt looks attractive, you always go back. As long as sin is attractive, you keep going back to it. So the Lord was taking the children of Israel to the promised land. But according to them, Egypt looked better when circumstances arise. So they would always come to a place where they say, Oh, we used to drink this and that. Now we don't have meat. Egypt was better. But was it really better? And you'd hear them say, take us back. Some of them went to the place where they actually decided to form a company that would go back to Egypt. Which is kind of silly in a way because they'd crossed the Red Sea. I was wondering how, yeah, you know, how were they planning to do that? But when you face difficult circumstances, be aware of what begins to come up. What are the first thoughts that arise in you? That's the Egypt you must not go back to. So your past is always knocking each time God wants to take you to a better future. I'm sure people that date and all that they know because the ex always comes and is knocking. Hallelujah. But your past always tries to knock each time the Lord wants to take you to a better thing. So whenever there is a shaking in your life, I want you to start watching what are the things that start to spring forth. If the Lord shakes you in finances, what are the things that begin to come forth? I had an interesting thing this week. I lost some money at work. So when I got home, I'm looking, all the pockets, there's nothing. And I was like, yo, what's going on? I checked everything. I said, my wife, go and check in the car whilst I look here, what, 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 what. We didn't find it. I was like, oh, goodness. But the first thoughts that came, it was not the fear of not getting the money back. I actually figured out that something sprang up in that moment. Something which was not healthy. Because the reason why I was looking for that money was, no ways, I didn't lose it. I don't lose things. I don't lose things. Not me. Not me, but I had actually lost the money. I said, not me, I don't lose things. And that made me feel sad because I actually realized and the Lord highlighted to me and said, yes, that's the thing that I'm after. That one. It was an unhealthy thing that I had in me that I don't. Everyone else I can understand, not me. Which means I judge people that do that. That's unhealthy. So the Lord began to deal with that. As he was dealing with that, then I was now asking the Lord, so how am I going to find the money? I, I'm sure you have something nice cooked up for me. Hallelujah. <laughs> I was not concerned about that because we have a testimony. We lost some money at some point and through my Arumeda and whatnot, we were able to find it. So I wasn't doubting his ability to find in the money. 
But I wanted him to deal with this thing I had found in me. And of course, the Lord is amazing. He does wonderful things. Someone had picked it up. Someone who actually would have needed that money. They were honest enough to give it back. And I said, Lord, why? If I had heard they were the ones who picked it, I would have concluded, ah, it's not coming back. Definitely not coming back. But the Lord works in mysterious ways. Amen. So be aware of those lies that you have believed about yourself. We spend quite a great deal of, of time on this one at Life Group because we say the reason why you cannot get into certain places is because there are some lies you have believed about yourself. Some big lies. The Lord does not love me. That's why I don't experience him. Lies of the enemy. I will never prosper beyond this level because this is where God wants me to be. Lies of the enemy. As the Lord stretches your mind today, watch the things that you believe. Your commitment to the house of the Lord in this place as Oasis Family Church is based on the things you believe about the church. Watch what you think of and what you say when people at work say, which church do you go to? And you say, ah, something, something there in Hellenic. We just meet on Sunday somewhere, ah, you know, it's no big deal. Watch what you say when you're talking to people about the church you worship because it exposes what you actually believe. I was challenged because I was thinking, how many people do I invite here? Because there are those who say no, but how many people do you invite? Because if you believe a place is good, I'm sure you tell people, isn't it? But if you don't believe it, you keep quiet. If you don't believe God is good, you keep quiet. But if you think he's good, you tell people that God is good and is better than you think. So one of the reasons why you might not share scripture to someone is because of what you believe. It's not about uh, what if they say no. No, that's not the reason. The reason wh is what do you believe of God? Maybe you faced some disappointments in the past and they're the ones that are guiding you on what you say. Now you can't tell people that God is good because you experienced loss. Maybe you have some doubts about God's ability and it restricts you to do certain things. What have you believed about God? We want to close on that because we want God to break certain belief systems in us. And today is the kind of word that I want you to take in and I want you to allow it to break certain belief systems. There are certain belief systems that have to die. Being a teacher, we know at school that the behavior of a child reveals what they believe. So we don't go after behavior. That's not what we do. We don't punish people for behavior. We want to sit them down and find out why are you doing what you are doing? Because behind every action, behind every behavior, there's an action behind that. There's something behind that. The reason why you don't pray, there's a reason behind that. We can judge you according to the action of not praying. But there are some things that need to be broken. Some belief systems that need to be broken. Maybe you don't actually believe that prayer is powerful. Maybe you don't actually believe that church is powerful. And when we come to church, we're empowered. So coming to church is a difficult decision for you. So sometimes you come, sometimes you don't. It's revealing what you believe. Your attendance to events, it shows us what you actually believe. So if we say there's a couple's meeting and you don't come, we can see that you do not believe that couple's meetings are powerful enough to change your marriage. Because if you did, you'd show up. So there are some belief systems that we need the Lord to break today through his spirit. 
And I'm sensing grace for marriages. I'm sensing grace. Grace, grace, grace. That is, you change the way you think about each other. Grace is coming into your home. I'm sensing grace for business. As you change, as you align yourself to God, He's giving you a new vision that is beyond what you are operating at right now. I'm sensing grace for individuals entering into their place of ministry as the Lord breaks certain belief systems. I'm sensing grace for encounters as you stop telling yourself that you are not worth it. And you're going to walk into the new. I could invite you to stand this morning. We just want to pray for that. There's a stretching that's taking place in our mind. There's a stretching that's taking place in our hearts. Sometimes it's not easy, but some things need to die so that we walk into the new. There are some things that need to perish. Old paradigms, they need to fall so that we can embrace the new. There is no way the Lord will pour new wine into old wineskins. He wants to pour new wine into your marriage. He wants to pour new wine into your family. He wants to pour new wine into the church. But could it have been that I was the hindrance to the progress of the church? Could it be that you have stopped pursuing for the more and you have built camp? I love, I love the story that we share in this place about Lot. How he built his tent facing Sodom. And it didn't take long before he was found in Sodom. Where is your tent facing? Turn it around and make it face to God. Turn your heart around and make face to God. Where was your trust? Turn it around and place it in God. Yes, I understand you have questions. Yes, I understand you have fears. Let it go and face unto God. Yes, I understand things are not well right now in your marriage, but I urge you, just let your marriage face Jesus. Just let your marriage face Jesus this morning. I know you are afraid to jump into ministry, but face Jesus this morning. It's not about you. It's about what he can do through you. If you want to overcome addiction, stop looking at it. Face him. Face him. Look unto Jesus, who is the author and finisher of our faith. So our prayer this morning is simple. We just want to allow God to come in and stretch forth some things. I have places in me that need to be wrecked by God. That God needs to bring a, a turnaround, a shift. So Father, we thank you right now in Jesus' name. Oh, <laughs> thank you, Lord, for increasing capacity. Thank you, Lord, for increasing capacity. Thank you that there is a stretching forth that you are doing. And our hearts and our minds are being stretched forth right now. And we dare to believe things that are beyond our current status. We dare to believe you for better things and for bigger things. For your word says you are able to do far above all that we can think of. <laughs> Give us strength to walk out of certain things and step into what you are doing. Give us strength to walk out of certain places and step into the new. Give us strength to believe that we can apprehend those things that you want us to apprehend. Father, I thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation that it's infusing our hearts and our minds and stretching us forth. Father, I thank you for your spirit that is coming upon us today and expanding us from the inside. Father, we cannot remain the same. The seasons have turned and the seasons have shifted. We need to walk into that which you are doing. 
we are not going back to Egypt. But Father, we are pressing on towards the promised land. As the Lord said it, shall he not do it? Where we have begun to doubt you, Lord, because of external circumstances, Lord, we come back to the word that you declared in the first place. The word that made us pack our bags and leave Egypt, we come back to that place. May we receive strength to keep on moving forward, Lord. Against every adversary, against everything that tries to come against us, Lord, we are not looking back. Things that come and try to hinder us along the way, we come back to the revelation that we once believed. Oh, Shalamande. Oh, Shalamande. In every marriage, you are coming back to that place of I love you and you love me. You will believe it again. Every hindrance, every adversary, today, Lord, we pull it down. Lord, about our church, we pull them down and we march forward like a mighty army. Lies we had believed about our finances, Lord, we dare to believe that you can bless us in the land of the living. Things are hard in this nation, but we stand in this nation knowing that there's a God of the angel of armies. Thank you for invading every home. Ha. Oh, where there is lack right now, I speak provision in Jesus' name. Where there is sickness right now, Lord, I release healing into the room in Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Where people are bound in certain places right now, Lord, I release freedom. I release freedom. I release freedom. We sang earlier on, we are no longer slaves. I release freedom in the house. Freedom in the house. Freedom in the house. Freedom, 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 freedom. You are coming forth and you are breaking into the new. You are coming forth and you are breaking into the new. In Jesus' name, you are no longer bound. You need to be reminded you are no longer bound, but God has set you free. Oh, Shalamande, you are not bound, but you have been set free. Stretch forth. Break forth. Yeah. Don't wait for someone to tell you that the season is here. You are entering in. Ah, the Lord is expanding your horizon. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen and amen. Can we give a shout to the Lord if you believe? You have been set free. I truly believe it in my heart that some of you will see the changes begin to unfold immediately. Immediately you will see it. The Lord will challenge you that the money you are at right now is not the one for you. And you tend to believe that you can receive more. This is not your destination. You are on a platform. The Lord is launching you into the deep. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory be to God. You may take your seats. Hallelujah. We have come to the end of our service. Thank you. Thank you so much for coming to church. I hope I've challenged most of you here to, to stretch forth and break into the new, to invite people for our church programs. Amen. To go for life groups where you can share the word and grow. To attend prayer. Amen. Can I hear an amen? I'm looking forward to a day when prayer looks like this. If you want to be part of that vision, let's meet on Friday next week. Amen. Challenge yourself in this season. We can do better than where we are. The Lord can do more than what you're experiencing, but you need to believe it. If you're here for the first time, we we'll invite you to come to the front so that we can pray for you. If you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior, maybe you are not born again and you are in this place, I would invite that you come to my right so that we can pray with you and for you so that you can receive Jesus into your heart. Amen. Creatives, you are meeting after the service. Please remain behind. You will meet 
on my left here, which is your right, for a short and brief meeting. But otherwise, thank you so much, church. We meet on Tuesday for always the school of the supernatural. Amen and amen. Thank you, church. Amen. Thank you for taking time to listen to the ministry from Oasis Family Church. For more information and other resources, get in touch with us via our website on oasisfamilychurch.online or contact us on 0772-222-722 or 0773-414-222. Two one nine. May God continue to bless you.